0: Welcome today to Women of Substance. I'm so glad that you're with me and that we get to uh, talk about the Word of God. I have a really interesting woman that I'm featuring today from the Bible, and her name is Rahab, and uh, she was the first one mentioned uh, when uh, the spies entered into the promised land. And of course, uh, she was called Rahab the harlot. And we know that, um, that means that she was a prostitute. So, um, this story, I think, will capture your, um, interest. And I think also it's very captivating, uh, what all happened here. I, I just love the book of Joshua. Anyway, it starts out so, so encouraging. You know, it says, be strong, be courageous and goes forth from there. And, um, so we'll, we'll talk about Rahab today and. I want to start with chapter 2 in Joshua and I'm going to read a little bit here and then we'll talk. Uh Joshua the son of Nun in verse 1 sent out uh two men to spy secretly and they he said to them go view the land even Jericho. Isn't that interesting? He just sent two remember Moses sent 12 to Caleb and and Joshua came back with a good report and the other 10, uh, kind of put a damper on everything with their doubt and unbelief. And, you know, it's dangerous. They're giants. We're grasshoppers in their eyes and remember all of that. So I think Joshua learned, uh, by experience, just send two out and, um, Hopefully they'll come back with some faith instead of fear. So anyway, um, he said, go uh, to view the land, even Jericho, And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. Now, they're pretty brave to lodge there, too. But, of course, we know they were men of integrity. And um, her home was really in a premier spot there because it was a part of the wall. It was the highest part of the wall. And the walls of Jericho were, um, they say, big enough to have roads up there, um, chariot races, and so these were not just like a wall we would think about, even with a castle. It, it's much more than that, and um, they're really, really thick walls, uh, enough to house this uh, this woman and her. Uh, evidently, financially prosperous business, even though it was a house of ill repute. Um, so they lodged there. And verse two, and it it was told the king of Jericho, saying, "Behold, there." came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. So someone saw the spies, somebody spied the spies and the King of Jericho sent unto Rahab saying, bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house for they become to search out all the country. So they got in contact with Rahab and the woman took the two men and hid them. So she, uh, It, it, you know, it goes on to say why she did that, but she took them and hid them from uh, the king of Jericho and the men in uh, Jericho. Now, Jericho was a very pagan culture, Um, morally and spiritually, it was very corrupt, and it was a part of the Amorites and their kingdom. So this is a, a very evil, evil place. And uh, for her to do that, it was very bold, very brave of her, because um, if they had found out what she had done, it would have been uh, really, really serious. So, uh, but she did it. She came, she hid the two men, um, and there came men unto me, but I was not whence they were. And so that's what she told the, t- the men. And it came to pass about the time, of shutting of the gate when it was dark, that the men went out. Whether the men went, went I what I not. Pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them. So she said they went out, and you can get them if you go now. You can capture them. But she had brought them up uh, to her roof and hid them with stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them, the way of Jordan unto the forts. And as soon as they, uh, which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. She said to the men, I know, now listen carefully to this. I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Now, they had heard of the Israelites. They had heard of the miracles God had done for the Israelites and how he had, um, again and again, done tremendous things uh, to to help them and to feed them. And, and uh, well, it says in verse 10, for we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of the Jordan, whom you utterly destroyed. So she had heard these things and the people in Jericho had heard And it says, you know, um, they were uh, really afraid, terrified, really, of the Israelites. And look at verse 11. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord, your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now, I think right there is when she declared their God to be her God. She said, your God, he is God, um, uh, heaven and earth. And um, so there was these, this faith reach in her, reaching not only to them, but to God. And verse 12 She says, now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token and that you will save alive my father, my mother, my brother, my sisters, all that I have and deliver our lives from death. So she's saying she even said something about the Lord there then. So she has claimed God as her own and the Lord as her own. And so uh, the men answered her and said that they would do that. And then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterward you may go your way. So she gave them a plan uh, to escape. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of thine oath, which has cast, has uh, made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy household home unto thee. So they told her to take... Um, a uh, woven, a uh, brightly threaded woven, what they would have probably used for decoration, and put it on that window that she let them out uh, down, and that part of the wall, so that uh, it would mark where her family was, and that her family would be saved. And of course, we we call this a part of the scarlet thread of redemption in the in the Bible. You see the scarlet meaning. Uh, the red the blood, really the blood of Jesus it represented and symbolized the blood of Jesus, so um praise God, I think that's amazing how God saves us and he saved her and her whole family um so the the men went back to to uh Joshua Joshua of course got a plan from God, which really you know, if you think about it, they, he didn't really even need the spies because it didn't matter how big the walls were. It didn't matter uh, how, uh, you know, any any kind of uh, man's effort toward taking that city. Really, the only thing that Joshua got from the Lord that the men and women had to do was uh, march around those walls all the way around six consecutive days. And then on the seventh day, go around seven times and then blow the ram's horn and shout. That's all they had to do. Now, any of us, Probably could do that. I don't know about the ram's horn, but we could learn. <laughs> but that's those are things that we could do. It, it wasn't like sharpen your swords and get you know get all the the uh, weaponry out and and you you know we're gonna this is our plan to try to coax them out or what you know whatever you would do with a city that fortified. I don't know what you would do, but God certainly knew how to do it and. The interesting part about that is the walls did fall down, all the walls except where Rahab was and her family. Now, I think that this is a beautiful beautiful story of Grace, too, because she was not, uh, of course, um, an Israelite. She was uh, a pagan person, basically, and then spiritually, and then um Her business was, of course, horrible. I mean, um, you know, uh, probably very looked down upon and still is even to this day um, that she would have not only been a prostitute, but maybe even run a, a, a brothel, what we would call a brothel. And God, you know, it's just in his mercy and grace to reach to, to people uh that we would think would be the dregs of society you know the worst the the outcasts the ones who uh we think at times might not have any uh redemptive purpose or anything what you know what could they possibly do for god after the way they've lived and you know un- unfortunately christians can be a little bit judgmental at times <laughs> Point the finger when we don't need to be pointing any fingers, but um, here God is reaching out to her, and and through really the reports that she heard about God and how magnificently He, he saved His people and provided for them, and really, I mean, I know that um, a lot of it was was fear, maybe more respect than fear, because I think she realized that God was a good God and that she wanted to serve him. She wanted to be on the right side and the righteousness of God. And so she, here she she picks God. You know, it reminds me of um, of Ruth when Ruth said to Naomi, um, your God will be my God. And, and oh, boy, things started turning around for Ruth right then and the same. The same thing here. Um, her whole family, all of them were saved. Everything that she had was saved. And she lived um, in Israel uh, the rest of her life. In fact, this is so cool. In Matt she's mentioned, she is mentioned three times in the New Testament. And I want to read uh, these uh, little snippets about um rahab this is matthew chapter one and verse now this is the lineage um the generations of of uh the lineage of of course our lord jesus christ and we see that most of the time and most of the time the hebrews did not include women in the genealogies they um Just mention the men. However, there were some exceptions. And here in Matthew, we see four or five exceptions uh, to that. And one of them is Rahab, (laughs) Rahab the harlot. Now look at this, Matthew chapter one, uh, five and six. And Salmon begat Boaz of Rachel and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth and Obed begat Jesse and Jesse begat David the king. And the David begat Solomon, and on, on, and on. But that word, uh, Boaz, and it's R A C H A B, is actually Rahab. If you if you read it in the Amplified, you'll see, Boaz um, was the son of Rahab. Now, here she is in the lineage. Again, just like Ruth, Ruth was not an uh, Israelite. She was a Moabite. And she chose God when she said, your God, Naomi, will be my God. And here she is put right here in Matthew as well, um, in verse 5, Obed of Ruth. So Ruth had Obed, and we see Rahab had um, Boaz. Isn't that amazing? Here she is. And um, we, you know, we have to, we have to grasp or, or try the Ephesians says, pray that you will comprehend the love of God, because sometimes our minds cannot fathom how good God is and how much he loves us and how much he washes our lives white as snow, we are justified, just as if we never sinned by God. And here, this this just is a beautiful picture in um, Matthew of, uh, women mentioned that were, you know, what we would think about in the natural realm as not so clean or not so beautiful all their life. And, and, uh, yet God made them beautiful. And, um, another one of course in, in here is, um, Bathsheba, um, is, uh, not mentioned by name, but it does say, um, the wife, And that's verse six, Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias. So we see that, um, there was kind of a a pointing to Bathsheba and she was, of course, caught in adultery with David. So, wow, some interesting women here. And of course, Mary, um, in verse 18 is mentioned and she, you know, was pregnant, single and, uh, We know by the Holy Spirit, but others could have really pointed their finger at Mary as well. Praise the Lord. He's good. And, you know, he forgives us of all our sins. He's cleansed us already from all our sins. We're cleansed, made whole, and we're made new in Christ. And thank God uh, that this shows his um, abundant mercy and grace uh, to to all of us, especially to women, I love that about God, God loves women now, look at Hebrews chapter eleven We'll see this in um also in the New Testament Hebrews chapter eleven now this is a very, very famous chapter because we call it the uh the uh, wonderful um honoring of men and women who walked by faith um and All these terrific, terrific stories just summarized here in this chapter about this man walked in faith. This woman was um, of faith, by faith, by faith, you know. And here in verse 31, now look at this, by faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. She received not only the spies, but she really, she received faith to believe God and to make him her God. And, you know, I just have to say this. um, If that whole city had believed like she did and, Heard of the miraculous things of God and and stepped out in faith like Rahab did, I believe he would have saved the whole city. You know, God's mercy is unending. His grace is is far, far um above and below, and and the you know, the height, the depth, the width, the length is just immeasurable. And so I think that if the whole city had turned to him. They would have all been saved like her. Um, you know, he, he sent Jonah and preached to Nineveh and the whole city was saved. So I, I just believe that when people turn to the Lord and recognize his grace, his goodness, his mercy, and uh, see his goodness, then faith arises and uh, they receive that into their lives. And she certainly did because she acted in faith. And was saved because of it. Okay, one more scripture here in James. And this is chapter 2. And I love the book of James also. Of course, I love every book in the Bible. I mean, I could say this is my favorite, that's my favorite. <laughs> so, the reading the Holy Bible in the front of the Bible is my favorite. It's just it's wonderful from beginning to end. But James chapter 2, look at verse 25. Likewise, also, was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? She was justified by works. What do you mean by works, Scarlet? Because faith is released in two ways words or works it's your actions or your words how else would we know that faith is there um james says it's uh if it's if it doesn't have works with it it's dead this and that's verse 17 being alone so you know your faith can be dead faith but we want our faith alive and how do we know if it's alive well it's how we're speaking and how we're acting Are we acting in faith? And she certainly was. She was speaking and acting in faith. She was calling on the Lord as her own God. And then she was uh, uh, serving, really, his people, protecting uh, his people. And so it was uh, by her works. And, of course, we know that her works here is just corresponding action um, because faith without corresponding action is dead. Her faith was alive, and it was real, and these messengers received their their safety because of it. And she, praise God, received her whole being saved because of her faith and her family, and then went on to be, look at that, in the lineage of our Lord. Um, Look at verse 26, and we'll close with this. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So what does that mean? Does that mean we have to earn something? No. It just means we express our faith. We express what's in our heart through our words and through our actions. Simple it's easy to do that too because faith wants to express itself it wants to say i believe god i trust the lord it wants to do um what god you know says in his word to do it's it's eager to uh please the lord and so let your faith talk today and let and let your faith direct your actions and uh, i believe that you'll see mighty mighty uh Uh, power that God can operate in your life and the lives of others around you because of faith. Amen. Um, One other thing here I wanted to emphasize again is the scarlet thread of redemption uh, and Christ's blood. And, uh, you know, because of, of that symbol, that brightly colored Band of woven threads that she put out um, so that that would be the protection over her. we see that again and again in the Old Testament um, just it it kind of makes us look forward to the blood of Jesus and the cross in the New Testament, but um, it was just like the uh, Passover when they put the blood on the doorpost and I tell you the blood of Jesus is powerful today, and I want you to know that first of all if you've ever done anything horrific in your life, maybe been in prostitution, maybe, uh, you know, it was something other than that. And you think, how could God ever forgive me? The blood of Jesus is more powerful than anything you've ever done. And he can and has already forgiven you so receive his forgiveness. Let that blood cleanse you and make your mind and your emotions and and restore all those things to you so that you have power, love and a sound mind. And also uh, that you can do whatever God's asked you to do, whatever God's called you to do. I think when we've made mistakes in the past, sometimes we feel like God couldn't use me you know, I've done too many wrong things, too many bad things. But look at these ladies that were listed in Matthew. And um, there's so many others, too, I can mention, but I won't go on and on, that God not only forgave them, he just acted like it didn't happen, you know, And, and they rose to wonderful, powerful positions and uh, came into a great deal of prosperity and lived their lives happily with husbands and children. And so um, he will do the same for you. And I'm going to pray for you before we go today. And uh, I just believe, God, for miracles in your life. Father, I thank you for everyone listening. I thank you, Lord, that you are the God of restoration and that you are for women. You're not against women. And I just bind the devil and any lying spirits that would say to those listening, that they're not you know, not any good, that their lives are not significant, that they've been too bad or done too many wrong things. Lord, I just thank you that you right now, by your mercy and your grace, uh, strengthen them in their inner man, that they know they are forgiven they are released from captivity of the enemy and they're released into your loving hands and Lord that you'll take them and use them in the most powerful way uh, because your grace is sufficient. Your grace is more than enough. Your mercy and your loving kindness is so tender. And today the comforter is there with them, leading and guiding them in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. It's been a pleasure to teach you today and hope you'll listen not only to this podcast, podcast, but some of the others that we've made. We have some interesting interviews, and I think that you'll be delighted to listen because it empowers us to hear others stories. It empowers us to hear these women, uh, stories of women in the Bible. And then it also who women who are alive today, that the Holy spirit has done so much in their lives. So I encourage you to listen to some other podcasts and until next time, God bless you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to, uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine, it's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarletthorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our grace and faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here, uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that and uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.